The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So you can just yes. call him seven times. Happy to have Jimmy Johnson yes, join us on NASCAR you. America Motor Mouse. Uh, Marty Snyder and Kyle Petty here as well. But happy to have Jimmy here. Uh, th- it's pretty cool to have you on set, man. Man, if we have as much fun during the show as we've had before, <laughs> it's, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's, uh, the free show is always fun. It's in the, between the breaks, too. It's always fun as well. Uh, let's talk about the 2019 season for you. I think it's been a, a strange season. But you and I talked before Dover. I think I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth. You get the sense things are headed in the right direction for the 48 team, uh, team correct? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, not only from uh, the 48 itself, but I think Hendrick is getting stronger. I think mm-hmm. the Chevys are running better. Everything is directionally correct, and now it's just time to get back to our winning ways. Yeah, you want me to ask him something? You can't, I, I don't, I don't usually, know what to ask. Usually I don't, you jump in. So. No, I'm, I'm not going to jump. Yeah, we go back to, to this season, and you guys started the season. I thought the whole Hendrick organization started strong. You've had bright spots. You've had low spots. Why is there so much inconsistency and in hmm. where – yeah, the Chevy, just, just the Chevy camp is, and I'm not just saying Hendrick. I'm just saying the Chevy camp. I think through the course of the year, we realized it tracks where we needed max downforce, that our stuff was more competitive. And then I think when you get to a Michigan or some of these mile and a half yeah. that have a lot of grip, you know how far you trim out the car. We we haven't we haven't figured that part out just yet. And and I also think we're we're fighting some issues there that uh, maybe some of the other manufacturers yeah. aren't. But when we go to max downforce, our cars our cars really work well. Yeah. So it's a cutoff race this weekend at Kansas. Now, last week you could help your teammates, but you have three of them below the cut line. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to help them out this weekend, or are they kind of on their own? Uh, you're, we're back to traditional racing where you're on your own. I think the biggest thing I can help them with is just good feedback from what we work through in practice. And, right. and maybe what, where I think the track's going to go if it rains. And, you know, we're it's a day race. We had a night race there last time. So mm-hmm. just some of that experience is really all I can help them with. All right, excited to have Jimmy here for the next hour. Time for today's starting grid. And some big news in the Cup Series. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has found a new home for next season, signing a multi-year deal with JTG Doherty Racing. We'll ask Jimmy about that. We'll also revisit Monday's epic finish at Talladega, where Ryan Blaney secured a spot on the next round by seven. One thousandths of a second. We'll probably talk about Brendan gone flipping over two, Kyle, don't you think? I think we should. I think we should. Look at that landing. That was amazing, wasn't it? And you can join the conversation by calling in 844-NASCAR-NBC or use the hashtag, let me say this. Look at that. Our cameras caught Jimmy Johnson fans in the stands. 
amazing, isn't it? Earth smiles. What do you mean? There's <laughs> lots of them. There's lots of them. think they caught one. You I asked know, like, oh, it's a groundhog sighting. What, what was no, that? It wasn't. <laughs> I mean, what was that? Uh, so, Stenhouse gets a new ride. I want to get your uh, no, your take on that. They just trade seats? Who? They did. Is that Absolutely. Okay. Straight yeah, up swap. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. did not miss anything in okay. that exchange. Yeah. I'm not but the smartest guy. I just have to make sure. That's a great point. I think if your tag is Schechter... He got the, the best guy he could get in the market, don't you agree? I mean, race a proven winner. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, Ricky's a, a great talent. Um, you know, I, it's so tough when when we watch guys race like a Ross Chastain and comes comes up and gets a shot in fast equipment. You see him perform well. Makes me think about a lot of guys that are that are in that that mid level, uh, you know, mid tier co uh, com competition on the track each and every week. Mm -hmm. What can they do in better equipment? And we'll we'll see what Chris does as he gets to move up. Your, your and we thought talk, on Stenhouse and yeah, move. look, I, my deal with Stenhouse was was, and I've said it before, he just needs somebody to, to put their arm around him and say, "Come on, we, we can get this done." Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think sometimes he's that guy for me. I, I think he's got a ton of talent. Yes. Um, at, at the same time, I think somebody needs to corral that talent and point him in the right direction. You can't. You can't let him run on his own sometimes. You know what I mean? We and, all do. I mean, yeah, and, and everybody I, does. I love that. And that's what's going yeah. on in my world right now is, is Cliff is really good at helping yeah. me manage my day, my week, the exactly. race weekend, our expectations, exactly. all of that stuff. We all need that. Yeah. And, and so let's go one step further. I, I talked to your teammates at Dover, um, it, the three younger guys yep. that, that work <laughs> over there. And, and I said, you can't mention Jimmy. They couldn't go a question without mentioning Jimmy. Uh, and you talk about we all need that. I know those guys lean on you. Do other guys in the sport come up to you? Finally, you've made it to that status where you're, you're the you're the old man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, and, and you know they used to go to Jeff. They before that Earnhardt and those guys before that Kale and my dad and guys like that. When we would come into the sport, we'd ask those guys uh, questions. Do other guys come around and say? Jimmy, what what should I do here? What's this like? Yeah, without a doubt, and I really enjoy yeah. helping the young guys that are coming along. I know how much it meant to me to have that, uh, to have drivers help me out. Yeah. So I'm totally in. I don't think that I'm as involved as maybe Dale was or your dad was dealing with NASCAR and some yeah. of these other bigger picture things. But as far as dealing with racers and talking racing, uh, I, I love to be involved yeah. in that space. You said that you say you, you can see the drivers kind of light up in, in the competition meetings. I think you said that the other day in the media center when you're talking to them because Jeff was that guy for you. You would you would go to him for wisdom. Now they're coming to you for that wisdom, and like a light bulb comes on sometimes when you tell them something. Without a doubt. Thankfully, I can remember those moments that, that I would give Jeff credit for, and Jeff's like, I, I didn't do anything there. I'm like, well, yeah, you did. You just didn't realize it. Yeah. So I know I have that impact on my teammates right now and even young guys that are coming along, so I'm trying to be aware of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go one step. I know he's in my ear talking, but I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to go one step further here because you talk about, you know, that Jimmy, that, that Jeff would give you credit for stuff. And you look at those three guys, those, you know, William and, and Chase uh, and Alex, they couldn't go without, without talking about you. When you look at that group, is there a Jimmy Johnson or a Jeff Gordon in that group? Hmm. I know there's Chase Elliott in that group. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel like Alex, it granted his... Yes, I do. I, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And I'm not asking. I'm just saying, is yeah. there one in that group? You don't have to point them out. But, I'm, but you know I, what I'm saying? There, there is, I think they There's all the have very unique stories. When you look at William and how many years he's driven real race cars. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy, <laughs> man. Crazy. It's insane. Yeah. But I think Alex, Alex, you know, granted he was in cup far longer than, than I yeah. was before a great opportunity. But just that working man's career, yeah. I, I see a lot of similarities to myself in our career paths. Yeah.
All right, let's get to your phone calls. 844-NASCAR-NBC. Uh, you know the rules, right? Carl leads off. I think Nate explained that to you. I heard about Nate, yeah, Nate Carl, got yeah. it. So, yeah, it's already been downloaded. Carl, your chance to talk to Jimmy Johnson. Go ahead. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, Jimmy, obviously the biggest thing, in my opinion, for you this year was the crew chief change. The guy you used to have, he made the playoffs. But it seems like you and Cliff Daniels, something's starting to click. How is that starting to get that bond between you and Cliff? Yeah, that bond is everything. That's honestly what uh, what I'm after, and I think what what I'm trying to replace and what went on with Chad Knauss. And Chad and I ran our course. There was probably a couple years there where where we uh, were still working together, but struggling, and and it was just time to to part ways. And you know, thankfully, we're still great friends and and, and work close together. But there was something in that relationship. That, that absolutely worked. And I'm on, I'm kind of on a mission now to, to recreate that. And I think Cliff Daniels is that guy for me. He worked for Chad for a long time. There have been many, uh, many examples of Chad Knauss kind of being an understudy of Ray Evernham. And I think Cliff is one of those guys and is an understudy of, of Chad Knauss and bleeds 48 through and through. And uh, we're, we're going down the right road right now. You told me you had no idea what you had missed until yeah. Sonoma. Yeah. And and Cliff shows up at Sonoma, and you're like, all of a sudden you're talking to him, and there was an instant connection. Is that yeah. how it went down? The, the level of communication and the connection and all of those important things that you just can't explain were yeah. happening. And it is no knock on Kevin Mendering. He is yeah. an amazing man, no. great crew chief, very, very smart guy. But that chemistry piece, I mean, it was good, yeah. but you can't be good in this sport. You have to be yeah. great if you're going to survive. And, and with with Cliff, I feel that opportunity for greatness is there. Yeah, I know we got callers, but we got Jimmy Johnson here. <laughs> and, and, and because I, I, I lived through this parallel, a little bit of a parallel path with Richard Petty and Dale Enman being together for so long. Yeah. And then when that separation happened, um, those first few years, and you talk about Kevin Mandarin, those first few years with my dad, with some of the guys that come in there, he just never clicked. And then when Robbie Loomis came, then he and Robbie had a little bit of a combination there where they felt like they could run together. Do And I, and I asked my dad one time, do, do you compare guys to Dale? And he said, no, you can't. There's only one Inman. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't go back and try to compare guys to Chad. No, I don't. And I, I, yeah. I guess I probably feel very much the same. Um, no. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all our, our own individuals yes. and have our own way to go about things. But, you know, what what I had with Chad, I I mean, we broke history in a lot of ways in in that's very tough to do. Yeah. And it's going to stay very, very coveted, and, and it is what it is there. Um, but I, I, I know now, after after having two or three tough years, I know what I need. Yeah. And the relationship that I need to have with a crew chief. Yeah. And one thing Cliff has done for me recently is believed in me and what I've talked about in the car and has adjusted to that. Yeah. And as you start to complete that circle of, of, of uh, conversation, feeling, sensation, success, you know, in the car— yeah. I'm gaining so much more confidence. Yeah. I know what my car's doing now. And I, I can call out for adjustments, which I haven't done in years. Yeah. So I, I'm more not only more connected to the team, but I'm more connected to my car right now. And that's that's good things are coming. Yeah, yeah I think you told me before, that's Dover, funny, feeling things in the car you haven't yeah. felt in three or four years and able to connect with a car in that yeah. way you're talking about. So let's head out to Pennsylvania where we hear from Cody. How you doing today, Cody? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. What's on your mind? Yeah, I have a question for Jimmy. How does your approach to racing change, if any change, when racing against the guys competing for a championship after failing to make the playoffs for the first time in your career? Because you obviously want to win the race, but you don't want to take 
the guys out competing for a championship? Yeah, I feel for myself, I, I don't have to make a huge shift in, in how I race guys. I, I've always been a real clean racer, and, and certainly I've, I've made plenty of mistakes and probably will make a mistake or two more as it goes on and collect <laughs> somebody, but I, I just, I'm not in the business of dumping people and roughing people up. You know, I, I race clean. It's probably cost me some victories over the years, but, uh, you know, I, I'll continue to do that, and, and I'll continue to race people how they race me, and I've seen, you know, some desperation from different playoff drivers um, you know, I've been on the short end of that a few times and, and certainly look forward yeah. to uh, showing how, <laughs> how that feels back to those guys when the opportunity presents itself. But that, that's just NASCAR and the way it's that self-policing has always worked on the track. Yeah, and, that, and that's interesting because you have had comments to say that you got used up by a couple of those guys. Yeah. Um, and you didn't ever feel that when you were in the playoffs, right? No, of course not. Yeah, right. You don't see it from I mean, that side. You didn't, yeah. feel, you didn't feel like you used up any of the other competitors well, either, I, is what I'm trying I to say. No, I, I'm sure I did. Ah, uh, there we go. There we go. That's, <laughs> no, I think, I think that's I why you a, watch Motor Mouse right there. Honesty, people. <laughs> I think I have a con, two things converging. Yes, one, one, exactly. is, one is that piece of, of you just don't remember when, when it's yeah, put when on you, that side. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is I am fighting for my respect out there on the track. Yes. I used to be feared on the track, and there was a certain level of respect that took place that hasn't been there in a couple years yeah. and I've been used up way more That's, and and I've, I've let it slide because hey man I'm I'm not where I should be you're you're who you know you're whoever you are going by yeah. I get it but when my car's right I expect that same respect yes. back and I'm not getting that back and I just have to go fight for it that's yeah. all, all there is to it so you're saying honestly you feel like you're not feared on the track right now right now no Really? No, not not as the way I was when I was winning races. Not yeah. a chance. Even at a place like Dover, where you had a good car, you were top five all day long. I haven't won in how long? I mean, and tr just truth is truth. I, I'm I'm not until I'm there leading laps week after week and passing those those guys time after time. That respect is not going to be there like it once was. Okay, I, I, when, we talked about this a little bit this morning on the, on the phone call. And you said, I haven't won in how long? I know you know exactly how long. I don't, but you know that or not. I know it was Bristol. But, but I know Two you years. get that question. I know that you get that question all the time. Kyle Larson didn't get that question. Other guys didn't. It's almost a backhanded compliment to ask you about it because you won one out of two for a while, then you won yeah. one out of four for a while. I mean, it was like crazy. Your numbers were like crazy. So I think when we ask you about it, it's almost like a compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. Don't get me wrong. I mean, right. it, but but when you look at that, it's fascinating to me that you think you have to fight for respect on the racetrack. That that is a fascinating statement by Jimmy yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe in conversation. I have all the respect from the yeah. garage area that that you know Fact. should be there. Yeah. So that, that's cool. Yeah, the helmet goes on. Everybody's minds change. Yeah, you know, and the way the way you look at someone or think how you're going to race them or how you're going to block them. It's, I'm not in that. Kevin Harvick has it right now. Yeah. Kyle Busch has it right now. Those, there's a couple guys that have it when they're in the mirror and you see them, mm -hmm. you know, working hard to work you over. You're like, all right. And I'm just not in that space yeah. right now. Interesting stuff wow. from yeah. Jimmy Johnson. As Kyle says, the truth. That's why you watch Motormouse, right, it, KP? Baby. That's uh, it, man. Coming up, more of your phone calls for Jimmy Johnson. Plus, Jimmy has a surprise in store. Find out what it is when we come back on Motormouse.
were you surprised the uh, end of the first period meeting was called? Uh, yeah, we were just talking about the Corvette there. Talking about the new design for the Corvette. A few PowerPoints to look at, specs and things like that. Uh, important, you got a nice nice car coming out <laughs> here soon. So, you know, I look forward to uh, get my chance to get behind the wheel of, of the Corvette. No, it's just me really liking the Corvette. Maybe they'll let me drive one at some point. Oh, i got to be honest, when Kelly Savas and I were doing those interviews, it wasn't a lot of fun. But I love how those guys quickly <laughs> turned into car salesmen. That was pretty clever. After the Chevrolet meeting about the Corvette, which was really about how we worked together at uh, Talladega, they turned into car salesmen quick, didn't they, Jimmy? It did. That, that was well played on everyone's behalf. Was good. Yeah. Yes. Was good. Look, he's not, he's not biting either. He's, uh, he's not, here's a meeting where everybody selling, comes out of that's it. That's because he's not selling Corvettes. He's I know. Selling he's selling not. I'll tell you, when we're walking out right here, we realize what oh, no. it looks like. Oh, no. Oh, man. It looks terrible. <laughs> Inside there, it didn't. We're, it did. just, we're just chatting like we normally yeah. do. Yeah, I know. And then we walk out, we're like, oh, wow, this is way bigger than it looks. Was there a oh. thought perhaps not to have it in the middle of the garage area, this massive meeting? There has been since, since that then. meeting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hindsight's 2020. I love that. I love that. So are those manufacturer meetings? Is like here to stay? Is that is that just gonna be a part of they've, the risk? They've been there and they're here. I, I know, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, now clearly on maybe that not scale in, and looking yeah, as it did, but uh, instead of doing it in a GroupMe app or on a text thread yeah, or yeah. whatever it was, we just said, hey, there's a meeting room over there. Let's go sit down and chat but, for a minute. Now, yeah. it, but for the fans, it's it. I know they're Toyota, Ford, um, Chevy, but it really comes to a peak at Daytona and Talladega, more yeah. so than anywhere else. Really? I, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about it, and we've talked about it a lot last week, but it's not a conversation that we're having going into Kansas. No, not a conversation. And, I mean, you can look back at different points and say, all right, you know, Ford has done a better job of it. Toyota's kind of outnumbered. Um, you know, they may have worked with a, a Chevy team at one point yeah. the race, but I yeah. don't know much about that. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, That's why they yeah. all got Corvettes. Yeah. Yeah. All the Toyota guys got Corvettes because but they, but they, of that. This whole thing started. Stuart Haas and what they were able to do at Talladega yeah, sure. not long ago. So, yeah. I mean, this, this stuff's been yeah. going on. That's yeah. There's only four races a year that it comes down yeah. to it. And, and uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, the so optics didn't look great. I get it. Yeah, the optics were bad. Nah, and, and we covered it all, and, and there you go. And then we they all wound up being together. What he's saying is we made fun of it. Good. Okay. Chevy yeah. has a bunch yeah. of yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Chevy, they're a part of a special giveaway to help your foundation, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, give us some more details on what's going on. Yeah, so we're, we're in the middle of quite a, quite a few things going on with the foundation, but Go back to when Kyle sat my wife and I down and helped us kick off the Jimmy Johnson Foundation, get it going cool. 14 years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Man, that's amazing. Yeah, right with his guidance yeah. and suggestions, you know, we've been able to grow our foundation, and we're very focused on public education. And uh, you can buy a ticket. If you go to jimmyjohnsonfoundation.org, uh, we have a giveaway taking place with a Chevy Tahoe right now. So That's pretty cool. That's yeah. really 2019 cool. brand-new yeah. Chevy Tahoe. Check that thing out I drive from probably Jimmy myself. Johnson Chevrolet. Oh, that's your that's yours? I've yes, I've Oh wow. I've driven okay. It. That's I pretty own cool. It as of now until somebody else gets the, until somebody wow. else gets the ticket. <laughs> that takes that's it to a new level that you can own so. Jimmy's Tahoe. <laughs> yes. It takes it to a new that's level. Cool. 48 bucks to enter, so yeah. go to jimmyjohnsonfoundation.org. And you're also wearing a special helmet yes, this weekend that we happen to have here on set. set. No, don't worry. Yeah, don't move the set, Jimmy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Look at that. Without yeah. a doubt. So we're, you know, year's coming to an end. We're doing our fundraising. We have a great program with Blue Bunny, and we put on this Helmet of Hope. And there are five different very small charities that are listed on our helmet uh, this coming weekend. And uh, they will receive money from Blue Bunny Ice Cream and an ice cream social. So cool. Super that cool. really cool, man. Very, very small grassroots 
charities that mm -hmm. typically don't get the recognition that, that other big ones do. And then uh, we also have the visors that my friends will be wearing at the track to help raise awareness, and those will be auctioned off too. So yeah, that's cool. Check out our website if you uh, would like to get involved and in, in, uh, help, raise, help raise some money. Awesome to see that's what you really drivers are doing. Uh, by the way, real quick, I know a time manufacturer games worked out really well for you. 2011, Dale Jr. pushed you to the line at Talladega. Oh, yes. You won. Yeah. And so he told the story on the air this week that after this race that you mm. actually sent an entire beer truck to his house. What? Did I send a whole? Oh, you sent no, an entire no. beer truck. That's what he said. Well, he said remember. you sent an entire sent beer bunch. truck. And I think it was like PBR or something. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said it was a whole beer truck, no, though. No, we did. You're right. We did. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember how it all unfolded, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to thank him, and he said, man, just, just a cold beer is fine. So yes. I sent a lot a of cold, cold beer. He sent a whole lot of cold yeah. beer. Uh, Kyle, what's the best gift you ever got for winning a race? Um, well, Felix, uh, and, when, and we sat on the pole, and I think Felix said if I won Daytona, he would give me a Rolls Royce. So he bought one, um, but I didn't win Daytona. But I went to Rockingham and won a bunch of money on the Unical thing, so he gave me a Rolls Royce. Wow. Um, so I had the Rolls Royce. But man. I couldn't drive it um, because at that time— if you rode around North Carolina in a Rolls Royce with a ponytail, you look like a drug dealer. So they, they, <laughs> it's not like I could drive everyone. the thing. You know what I mean? But I still uh, have it. Okay. I, still, I still have it. I still, really? Yeah, I still on. have it, man. That's it's like, cool. I mean, Felix was always doing crazy stuff like that. So that's my best gift. Rolls Royce. That's yeah. pretty good. Beer, yeah. Rolls Royce. I got pretty... Felix to make a donation to the foundation See? the other day. There you oh, go. good. See, look at He's you. Good. Felix is a good guy. Great guy. Full circle, guy. everyone. Uh, let's get back to your calls. We'll start with uh, Jamie in Tennessee. Jamie, how you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, guys. Good man. Um, I know he's I know he's asked this a lot, but uh, I wanted to ask Jimmy how many more years he thinks he's got in the series, especially if he doesn't find that connection he's looking for with the crew chief and with his little ones getting older. Hmm. Let you tackle that one. There you go. There's a big question. There you go. There's the question. Thank you very much. Do you know anything about the new Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Kyle Larson and Chase Hill to tell you all about it. <laughs> well, that, that, is, that, that is, was a big topic. That yeah, was a big is, topic at Dover know. because Ally came out and said, hey, we're extending through, I believe it was 2023. I think your quote was, I'm going to take every day Mr. Hendrick will give me to make that exactly. decision if I'm going to go past 2020, yeah. which you kind of indicated that decision time might be the 1st of April-ish or so. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I, it, there's a lot of pieces that play into it. Um, you know, thankfully, Mr. Hendrick and Ally are both yeah. very patient and want to give me all the mm -hmm. time that I, that I need and want to make that decision. I have not rallied up my family and sat down and have talked about it yet, so... Um, that, that's that's going to come, and I'm, I'm hopefully Rick's not watching. I'm waiting to get <laughs> proper pressure yeah. from HMS before. Yeah, right. Um, but I I I love what I do, and yeah. and I feel like we're rebuilding this this race team and getting it back to a place where it needs to be. I still love to compete, um, so I, I I just don't know at this point. Yeah. I, but I, I am having a great time at the racetrack. Yeah, I, and and again, and I'll, I'll phrase that same question this way. Um, I watched my dad go through it uh, at the end of his career yeah. when. He wasn't competitive. He had fallen way off. Um, but to him, it was like, I'm that guy that likes to go fishing. I don't care if I'm catching a fish or not. I still like to fish. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He loved to drive a race car. And it was his decision. It was his decision and his decision alone. How much of this decision will be your decision? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a position where it will will all be on me. Okay. Um, you know, I have the support from my wife and my family. Uh 
team side, sponsorship side. So it really will be on me. Okay. And you know, something that's kind of weighing into uh, my, my decision is my desire to, to race other cars and yeah. travel and, mm-hmm. and experience other tracks worldwide. So I, I, I'm not gonna stop racing anytime soon, yeah. but there's certainly gonna be a point where 38 times a year, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to run its course, so, and I just don't know when that is. And yeah. I, I, the other thing is, and I joke with the guys at, at the shop, I don't want to spend this time to build this team back up, get it where it needs to be, yeah. and then hand it to some young kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. So, right, right. Yeah. So, right. yeah, you're putting the quarters in. You want to hear the slot machine. You want to hear it when, <laughs> it, when it, it pays off. Yes. Is that the motivating factor of kind of pushing it back, that, that you want to get back to that level of competition and competitiveness you had before? It would make it so easy if I had, like, some closure to it. Like, I, yeah. I wanted to get back to something or I wanted to win an whatever amount of races, they're really, I don't have an end in yeah. sight. It's really about the fire inside of me. Yeah. And, and right now it's as intense as ever. Yeah. There you go. So that would be the answer for, for now. Jimmy Johnson for now, as he says, until Mr. Hendrick says, yeah. you got to make a decision now. Hey, it's the time of the show we've all been waiting for. Nate Ryan, who greets us with the first installment of Let Me Say This. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. But I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. We've seen it like 40 it's my times. my favorite part of the show. <laughs> every never, that's my favorite part of the sick show. sick of it. You just see it over and over again. You still like it. Uh, I love it. Hashtag, let me say this, has been a busy social media hub today, and Nate Ryan monitoring it all. Hi, Nate. Hello, Hello are you? Are you? Hello, Good Jimmy. Hey, Nate. Good to see Greetings. you. Good to see you. There you go. Greetings. Thank Greetings. you. All right. Hashtag, let me say this. Uh, P-E-T-M Racing Podcast. That's a, that's a fan podcast. Yes. Wants to know, Jimmy, uh, what is the lightning bolt that keeps you driven to reach your next goal? They know what it is in racing. Wow. Obviously, championship number eight. But what about your personal life? What drives you personally? Uh, I think we're all trying to <laughs> find that balance of just, you know, just having a good time and living life and meaningful uh, experiences. Um I don't find myself any different in that respect. I, I love my time with my family, my friends, and just trying to just trying to balance that and and have some fun because I, I can get serious too quick. So I have to work hard <laughs> to uh, to relax and, and have fun. You have to be purposeful about having fun. I do because I can I can go down work rabbit holes like nobody's business. <laughs> okay, you, I didn't know this about you. Yes, yeah. you've been answering questions from us for like 18 years, so I can understand the serious part. Yeah, you with that frame of mind. I'll take full blame right. for that, and I'll also take full blame for this from Teresa Deal. Hashtag Let Me Say This. She says that you've been her driver since your rookie year. She is curious about how you shield your girls from, as she puts it, the irresponsible negative press you and the team receive. I'll take full blame for that, obviously. <laughs> wow, I um, think that is an insult. She knows, she says, everyone hates a winner. Uh, and she knows that you are a winner whose equipment is going to catch up. Uh, how do you do that? How do you keep the family from that negativity? Uh, you, you can't. Um, you know, kids in school, too, can be be difficult at times. So I mean, we, we certainly have yeah. our challenges, but but sadly... I haven't won in a while, so I think I'm getting the sympathy <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> and and when, when I was at my peak of winning, uh, my kids were so young that they, they just weren't caught up in that, didn't see any of it. So was right now I get the sympathy cheers. Yeah. I like tweets better when they were 140 characters, not 209. <laughs> uh, from that should have been shorter. Hashtag, <laughs> let me say this from Matt Miles. He wants to know, would you ever pair up with Jeff Gordon and Dale Jr. and Rick Hendrick and go do another racing series like 
Ooh. The Rolex 24 or Indy or perhaps surprise an unsuspecting track promoter on a Saturday night. Mm. Yes to all. Yeah. Oh, all right. really? Great answer. All right. So Great the, answer. the Indy door is open. You still would be willing road to do courses. that. Okay, road courses. Yeah. Yeah. So not, not After the 500. After Formula One car, I mean, yeah. wow. So you what got addicted serious. when you got an Alonzo's car. Man, yes. Yes. Right. Lightweight car, big brakes, lots of power. I mean, they, they were just yeah. incredible to drive. All right. So 180 degrees from what a stock car is. Yes. <laughs> you were rewarded for <laughs> yeah. your bravery. Yeah. Yes. There we and go. From what I understand, go. Alan. I think Fernando got the short end of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because that, oh, that's we, good. That's cool that's to him, good. though. That's cool to him. It was. Um, we just didn't have enough equipment there to really dial the car in. We yeah. had to put uh, stuff in a shipping container a month in yeah. advance, get it over there. And then have your clutch on the steering wheel like they do on those cars is a little fun. tricky to yeah. figure out. Yeah. 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 I heard he got in and just asked one question. The pattern is this, yeah. and they just took off. He and, did. Yeah. And he may have been out. It was his final race the, the day before, and yeah. he may have showed up with no okay. sleep. There's oh, really wow. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, smart. people. He came in after the first run, and he said... <laughs> Am I supposed to spin the tires in every gear? NASCAR. That's exactly right. At least he didn't get the 550 horsepower package. No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, late. From, oh, from, from Justin Holmes, hashtag let me say this. He wants to know, how does Cliff Daniels keep team morale positive when you're not in the playoff hunt? How do you guys keep it motivated here during these 10 races? Uh, right now, new team, easy to, to uh, you know, find things to stay motivated for. Um, it has only been in there a few months now, but I, I think his work ethic, the progress we're seeing internally, the uh, qualifying efforts improving, the race results improving, like we just have the momentum going in the right direction. So that is not a challenge right now. Um, if we fall on some hard times, which we certainly hope not to, that, that's when he will be tested and we will be tested to keep the morale up. I right. would tell Justin he needs to listen to about 20 seconds of Cliff on the radio and he'll understand how he keeps everybody motivated. I mean, the man... Just as a motivating yeah, speaker. A, He's awesome. It's like a natural-born leader. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Wire, yeah, yeah. 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 Like 30 years old going on 45. Correct. Uh, Rita wants to know, hashtag let me say this, how do you handle things at the shop when your teammates mess up? As we all know, things happen, and you have young teammates that are still learning. Do you ever get angry, or are you always forgiving? I'm pretty understanding, and I can point back to the uh, Indy race when we were eliminated from the playoffs is, mm. is a more recent mm. point in time. Um Stuff happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've been doing this long enough. I've, you know, I've been the one that's given out the issue. I've received the issue. You know, I've been through it all. Right. So, I think at the end of the day, you look at it. I look at intent. And if somebody was, you know, somebody intentionally dumped me, crashed me, whatever happened, that that changes the game for me. That was William. It, in it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll get together. We did, and it was just racing. I yeah. mean, the intent wasn't there to dump me. So yeah. it was it was an easy one to work through. All right, more of Nate coming later in the show. But coming up next, the story of how Jimmy Johnson actually got started on two wheels and in the desert. More on that coming up. From that point on, really, he mentored me um, racing and then also, you know, becoming a man. And then later in my career, um, I guess probably later in his career, kind of mid-career for me, I was able to finally help him out, help him get back into Chevrolet. Is it supposed to be on camera? You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what is up, brother? What's up, J-Man? How are you? Oh, good Hi. to see you, brother. 
It's been too long. This is a freaking shock and a half. Well, I had to keep it a secret. Ah, uh, that was so cool. That's I mean, cool. you totally were surprised. Yeah, without to, a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea Rick was when, there. When I first felt my ear being touched, I'm looking at Latart, and he's, you know, dead face. No, no <laughs> dead expression. Dead. Like, is this supposed to be happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's how, awesome. how much of a mentor was he to you? I mean, at a, at a point in your career, I, I think put you on a right path, fair to say? Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, it goes back so far. My, my dad was his mechanic on dirt bikes before he had a pro ride. Crazy. No way. Yeah, my grandparents owned a motorcycle shop, and my dad, the, the shop sponsored him. So, yeah. like, it goes back so far. He was changing my diapers. And so, <laughs> what? I, I, was, I didn't know that yeah, part of it. Yeah, I thought he was my cousin. And that, <laughs> he wasn't when I met his real cousin, and yeah. I was so disappointed. <laughs> but uh, we just happened to have the same last name, and, and uh, he's been a part of my life for, for so long. And then helped me get serious at different points and kept it real well, the, the entire way and still does today. Yeah. Uh, just a great friend and mentor. One of those points he told me was when you had a job, and it, it, tell me if this is true, your job was to test jet skis? It was is that, awesome is that, job. What? <laughs> at 16, so, living But he in said Diego. you were so lazy, yeah. he would have to drag you out of bed, he would have to take you to work, he'd have to get you out of work. And If come. my truck was full of gas and I could buy some food from Taco Bell or something, I was good. Like, <laughs> why am I going to do extra? Yeah. <laughs> I can see your point with that. I can see you with that. Living in San Diego. I've never so heard of a yes. jet ski Test driver before, rider before. I got before. so lucky on that job. It was yeah. awesome. There was an up-and-coming jet ski company that just needed somebody to go wear parts out at the, yeah. at the, the, the water. It was You're awesome. like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. No problem. Uh, let's grab a couple phone calls here. Let's go to Anthony in Florida. How you doing today, Anthony? I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. Right. What's good on man. your mind? Well, what's on my mind? I would love to ask Jimmy Johnson this question. Uh, so, Jimmy. As a young man in the 1990s, you raced off-road trucks and was successful. You got to run the ASA National Tour for 98 and 99 and won twice there. <laughs> so after all that, what made you decide to go NASCAR racing? Like, who played that major role in making that decision? Good question, Anthony. Great Thank question. You. you know, the big, big factor for me was my involvement with Chevrolet. I started racing on four wheels at 15, got off my dirt bikes and such. And I was spotted by Herb Fischel, who you guys will remember, yeah. who was the head of the Chevrolet race shop. I was out there bouncing around in a little buggy in a, uh, in a stadium race. And he took a Polaroid picture with me that afternoon, took it back to Detroit, threw it on the boardroom table and said, let's get him under contract. I think he, he should be on the Chevy team. Wow. So that's how I got involved with Chevy. And I helped them develop an off-road truck the following year that Rick Johnson ended up driving. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was my entry into Chevrolet. And every off-road guy and every West Coast guy at that point in time was thinking Indy. So that was my natural progression. I wanted to race an Indy car. And when Chevrolet decided in the late 90s to pull out of Indy car racing, I was told your only option is to think of NASCAR. And if hmm. you're serious about it, you should move to Charlotte. So a week later, I bought a one-way ticket in 1997 and <laughs> flew to Charlotte and started staying at Ron Hornady's house. That's wow. awesome. Yep. Polaroid picture, huh? Kind of dated Polaroid yourself picture. on that one. Yeah, yes, that, that's pretty yeah. good, though. That, that's pretty good. Let's go out to California, speaking of California, and hear from Thomas. What do you have for Jimmy today, Thomas? Hi, Jimmy. Uh, my question is, uh, what's it like driving for Rick Hendrick? Wow. It is, yeah. uh, it's a dream come true to have somebody that you respect so much, uh, somebody that cares about you and your family. And then, of course, I care so much about he and his family. Uh, so it's it's more than a working relationship. It's a very personal relationship and very thankful to drive for him. 
so your grassroots come from the desert. Is it okay if we go east a little bit? Is that all right with you? Oh, yeah. Well, how about how to Texas? Does that sound good to you? That works. All right, we'll continue our 50 states in 50 yeah. days. There's a lot of dirt in Texas, right? Lots of dirt. Uh, today we head to the Lone Star State and the Heart of Texas Speedway near Waco. Heard of that one, Kyle? You know, I think I passed that place on my motorcycle a couple years okay. ago. I'm riding out, no joke. No Oldest joke. continuously running dirt track yes. in the state. 53rd season this year. Johnny Rutherford, old wow. JR, he's from there. They will have their big fall race this weekend, the 22nd annual Fall Classic. Last year, 300 drivers competed there. And how about the story of Chris Morris? He was paralyzed from the waist down after a motocross accident five years ago. His love for racing endures, though. He runs a hand-controlled modified. What an amazing Crazy. story for Crazy Chris. story, man. Glad to see that, you know, and you, and you think of all the things that we've seen this year, just how, tech, how far technology has come. Hey, you also know who loves Texas. Uh, this guy to my left and the guy on the screen. Look at that, Jimmy. Uh, Texas has been a good spot for you. Seven times you've won there, more than anyone else. One of 11 tracks where you are either the all-time or active wins leader. Do you know that fact? I did not. Okay, there you go. That's that's See, that's you a good one. Something on motor mouse. See, that's, that's what this took <laughs> all about. Man. When you make when, when you're making the resume, you can put that in there if you want to. Just, we're, we're here to help. You know, <laughs> you might need it. You never know. You, yes. know, you might be looking never for a job know. someday. You know, uh, we're not done yet. More of your calls for old seven time next here on Motor Mouse. in all six games for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but they'll have their hands full tonight. The undefeated Colorado Avalanche are in town for a Wednesday night hockey showdown. NHL Live will count you down to puck drop coming up next. Thank you, Catherine. Certainly looking forward to Wednesday Night Hockey coming up in a bit. What's so funny? I, I love those guests when they walk by and they wave and then they <laughs> right. smile and they got no teeth across the front. I, mean, I love that, man. I love that. You, you are such a good athlete. You think you could get out there and skate, just even skate with those guys or what? No, I could never. Google, like, can you imagine? If you want a good laugh, I tried to skate with Mike Madonna for a Texas oh, race did you really? thing. Yeah, a victory tour thing. And it's awful. So we can find that if you we can find it. It's Jimmy Johnson there. skating. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> I was fine on the carpet when I had to step off, step off the carpet onto the on ice. the ice. It was and a whole you immediately knew, I would never I'll never be an NHL yeah, player. Things I would never think to Google. Jimmy Johnson's game. <laughs> I, know. Never, I know. That's never. why. That would See? never cross my mind. Check the things you <laughs> learned on uh, on Motor Mouse. Let's get some of your calls. Let's go to Lissa in Las Vegas. Lissa, how are you doing today? I'm terrific. It's an honor to be talking to you seven times, Superman. Anyway, <laughs> I've you. been still having this argument with my friends about Drivers being athletes. Could Jimmy, could you please help me and try to and try and convince them? <laughs> couldn't have found a better days. person, Lissa. Go ahead. Well, uh, I'm, I'm certainly going to say we are. So I, I know what I do week in and week out to get ready for a race and what takes place inside the race car. And absolutely, we're athletes. I think you proved that several times, yes. haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean. You going to tackle another marathon anytime soon, or what's what's uh, we'll plan see. there? We'll see. I don't have anything planned, uh, but you know, there's. I certainly do more than what's required to be in the race car. Yeah. But uh, you know, if if you want to, you can come drive Bristol and tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah, 500 laps yeah. Bristol. All right, let's yeah. be honest here. Were you nervous at this moment, like when the gun goes off for the Boston Marathon? Oh man, I was so nervous. It was hotter than it was supposed to be. We had a headwind. You're worried about your fuel, your hydration, all these different things that are going on. Um, it, it was a tough day, and I, I've never run that far before. So, what? Well, I don't know. He's talking about <laughs> first thing we do is start talking about Boston, and the first thing he brings up is Arrow. 
Oh. Yeah, they, yeah, they had rain. <laughs> I wonder what you're I didn't talking know, I didn't, about. I'm like, what are you all excited about? I'm yeah, sorry. Fuel. I didn't talk about time. Fuel and arrow. Yeah, yeah. it's a little loose. Bring it up the arrow. Tight. Got a little headwind there. A little arrow. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's go to Pennsylvania where we hear from Alex. Alex, how you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you guys tonight? Good. What's your question for Jimmy? Yeah, my question for Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, I, I grew up a fan of Jeff. And, you know, when you came along, you know, obviously I, I cling to being a fan of yours. So what I want to know is um, what was your one of your favorite moments racing Jeff? Because um, mine certainly was when, you know, Atlanta, when he got his 85th and, you know, then when you beat him at Martinsville. So I was curious to know what your favorite was. Yeah, I'm going to pick one where I come out on top. So, <laughs> for me, though, Martinsville uh, was was the way to, to do it. And I know Jeff was pretty heated at the time and uh, thought that I was blocking. And we're just racing, right? So we're out there. He has one opinion. I have a different one. But to literally race one of you know, my hero across the finish yeah. line in a battle, side by side, last lap, all that stuff was, was really cool. And to expand on my fandom for Jeff... That's the only diecast car I've ever bought was a Jeff Gordon no diecast car. So, oh, really? To, yeah. uh, to be truly a fan of and to watch his career, to be handpicked to drive by him, to race mm-hmm. against him, to have that moment racing against him was, was That's really cool. cool. At what age cool. did you buy said diecast? Last year. I, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, no, I was still living in San Diego, so you're talking like in the early 90s. Oh, wow. That's man. awesome. That is a cool story. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really um, cool. Eric's in Nashville. Eric, what's going on tonight? Hey guys, what's going on, future eight times? But anyway, <laughs> like that. So my question is, Jimmy. Over the years, you drove against a lot of people. If you had to pick the biggest rival, the biggest ally, and the hardest guy you raced against, who hmm. all would that be? Because it's easy, I'll pick Newman as the hardest guy to race against. <laughs> there we have one. Um, ally, I think my ally and competitor roll into one, and that's Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Hmm. To, yeah. To, race for so many race wins against him and championships um it was it was easy earlier and and when i started for for both of us to deal with it then it it actually was kind of difficult for a while Mm -hmm. and then it got way better now it's great so i would say i would put jeff on the other two yeah was there a guy that you just you you had a feud with and you just seemed like you just nah kind of did this during your career with my feuds didn't last too long but kurt bush and i had had something going on for a while um that's kind of it. That's impressive. That if you've been impressive. doing I mean, this this long, yeah, like, yeah. of course, <clears throat> shoot people to birds from time to time. There are things that happen, but to actually have a feud, I think Kurt's probably yeah. the only one that I had one with. Yeah, but you said it may have, you said earlier in the show, it may have cost me a couple of wins, but I've tried to race everybody clean yeah, yeah. my entire career. So, very impressive. Hey, more of your tweets for Jimmy at the hashtag Let Me Say This when we come back here on Motor Mouse. edition number two of let me say this so we bring on nate again yes uh, hi again nate rapid fire edition <laughs> oh, of let me yes, say this so cool. uh, starting with angel who wants to know are you riding in the assault on mount mitchell next year don't know yet the entry list just went out so i have to see okay uh james picaretto wants to know of seven cup championships which one was your all-time favorite uh i'll pick two one and seven one and seven okay one and seven <laughs> 
2006, <laughs> yeah. 2016. Book in. Book in. Yeah. All right. good. Ten years apart. For all the reasons you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, R. Sizzle wants to know, hashtag let me say this, how many times a day do you think your name is still spelled Jimmy with a Y? Many. <laughs> many, many, many. <laughs> and I'll expand on that. My first diecast car, so proud of it, so ready for it to show up. The packaging shows up and it was spelled J I M M Y. No, like, no. The car was right, the packaging was wrong. No way. Yeah. Uh, you saved it. Good, right? I saved yeah. it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Collector's item. Are you, you have the only one of that? Somewhere? No, well, oh, okay. I, I've got a case of them. So I, <laughs> yeah, keep everything. Uh, hashtag let me say this from Cameron. Uh, after retirement, are you open to the idea of rebuilding a track in your hometown of El Cajon, California? Maybe call it Jimmy Johnson Speedway. Has not crossed my mind. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Cameron, but yeah, sorry. You heard from the worst going to the beach and hanging out in San Diego has crossed my mind. But yeah. the <laughs> All right, finally, uh, hashtag let me say this from Gavin. Uh, he wants to know, has Cliff Daniels come on to the 48 team? What did he change or take charge of to get the 48 running back up front? And your PR rep, Amy Walsh, told us that you met Gavin recently yeah. in Twitter. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Met really Gavin cool. at the racetrack, was able to shoot a, uh, a video for his grandmother and oh, just cool. had a great experience oh, cool. with him. So thank you for uh, for reaching out to us again, buddy. Um, Clifton, well, hold on, I gotta read the, the one thing he might have done to like get you guys running in the right uh, I just, I, I'd say confidence. Confidence. Yep, yeah. his confidence is working its way out in all of us. Cool. cool. Yep. That works, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, I want to know from you the most popular video you think of you. Uh, you know, if you think of Jimmy Johnson video, would it be the Watkins Glen rack? Yeah. Would it be the rollover in the truck? Which which one would be more popular? I skating? would say this, but skating. <laughs> if there was video of me this trying crazy. To golf cart surf. That's oh! what we were gonna bring up. How did you beat us to that? How did you beat us to that? But that video doesn't exist. Does the video exist? Media guy there that kind of that whole thing. Well, I guess I didn't. You know, know you know what? This is this is pretty cool. The flip and the win. That's pretty cool. You know why we were gonna bring up the surfing thing because we're pretty sure. At Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, when Chase did, did you teach this, this, that you taught him <laughs> that <laughs> off of this golf cart. No, we're well, positive that, that is our question to you. Did you teach your He's, younger teammates this? I didn't. He's just talented. It's <laughs> just fantastic. Yes, I mean, that at was. some point, he's like, I think I need to get off this. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, All right, great. so we learned today that Jimmy had a jet ski testing job. And there may or may not be golf cart video that exists of him surfing on top of the golf cart. That's going to do it for today. NHL Live coming up next. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.